Hello and welcome to Good Brews, Bad Views, the podcast that asks if great beer makes bad movies any better. I am your host, who swears he will leave this firm if he does not get the respect that he deserves, <laughs> Max and Starwich. And as always, from my co-host, who can be found planting seeds in the abandoned factories next to their homes, Ryan Everett. You were watching me. It's supposed to be a secret endeavor, Max. And James Thorpe. Hello. So today we are watching a Patreon-backed episode wherein our patrons have voted upon what we're going to watch. So today we are watching Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. So, because of this movie, we had to call upon Children of the Corn expert and friend of the podcast, Randy Fisher. Hello, Randy. Welcome back. Hey, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. So, it's Halloween. We're watching spooky movies. We're watching a terrible spooky movie, as one would hope. How dare you? I uh, wouldn't go terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Children of the Corn 3 is a gem. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that's what we're going to find out today. So how this podcast is going to work is we're going to watch Children of the Corn 3, colon, Urban Harvest. We're going to be drinking some delicious corn-based beverage alongside Woo-woo. of it. And we're going to be making some commentary on this movie. Talking about what we like, what we don't like, cracking wise, what works, what doesn't work, etc., etc. And hopefully having a good time and maybe getting a little tipsy. Hope we do so. Yes. The podcast is designed to be listen to alongside watching the film but in the event that you're just here for the auditory experience we'll be doing our best trying to describe what is happening on screen ryan watch out the folks at home where they can tune their sets uh once again we find ourselves at the uh, doorstep of amazon prime streaming this this feature for today so uh as far as lining up alongside of our audio we are just after the dimensions film logo has faded 22 seconds in and before i forget uh, again, if, if you're just kind of here for the wrap-up and our final thoughts on the movie and the whiskey and anything else that we might decide to drink during this episode, please check the episode description uh, for the timestamp to jump to for our wrap-up thoughts. But back to syncing up with the flick. Again, on the Amazon stream, we're 22 seconds in. The Dimensions film logo has just faded from the screen. So if you're going to watch along with us, press play now. Mm. So, Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest, the second direct-to-video uh, sequel to the original Stephen King story. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, this movie is wasting no time with these scythe swipes from his opening credits. Nice scythe. Yeah, so every, every different set of names that comes up gets its own scythe animation. Mm-hmm. For the entire, like, first 14 minutes of these credits, it <laughs> feels like. <laughs> Gotta pad that runtime. This movie's a tight 90... With like a good five minutes of credits, mm. I'm good with the the length of this movie. Yeah, same. this movie doesn't need to be any longer. No, I'll ninety minutes is the perfect length for a horror film. No longer, no shorter. It's the it's the eight episode Netflix series of movie times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so should I keep the receipt for the two hour and forty five minute cut of uh, Midsummer that I was going to get you as a gift? Uh, I would be down to watch or whatever that. that is. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen the the, the regular cut, not okay, the extended. Okay. okay. I've still not seen neither. Hmm. Perhaps uh, we've just made a, a, a guy date for ourselves. Right? I have not seen that either. All right, all four of us. It's, we'll sit it's us all down. It's yeah. super slow, but it's good. I watched it one random Thursday, like early into the pandemic. You know, just a casual Thursday viewing mm-hmm. of, of, of Midsummer. Midsum- yes, <laughs> just a, just a nice upper for the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, still credits, folks. You're not missed. It's just names. Yep. yep. Names and signs. Names and signs. Uh, speaking of Netflix series, I'm actually, go- for some reason, I've got the itch to go through the Marvel Netflix series again. Hmm. Um, oh. So I hadn't finished them, and I was like, well, if I'm going to finish them, I kind of need to watch them again because I yeah. haven't, like, yeah, did- I don't remember what was going on. And There's the- usually a big recap. 
yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I was mm-hmm. like, ah, let's go through it again. Um, also playing MCP. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, want to uh, do. MCP yeah. will do that too. Um, the but Marvel the, Crisis Protocol for those at home. Yeah, but uh, those older ones, you can tell that they got a whole lot better at making TV shows since they made those original Netflix series. Well, they're, yeah, they're those good. are some of the those are some of the first like Netflix, Netflix series. Yeah, we they're are, just we're finally done with credits. By the way, yeah, yeah. Actual corn, corn. This movie is way. This movie's opening song is like way too epic for what's going on. But then again, if you go back to watching the original Children of the Corn. Half the cinematography for that first movie is just dramatic zoom on the corn. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that's like kind of funny about this movie to me is is and it, it always it, it always strikes me as a movie about something that somebody thinks should be a way. And what I mean by that is the soundtrack is sort of a a spin on like it's it's fake Ride of the Valkyries, right? Yeah, fake the Valkyries. biblical. Yeah, and then like the there there's some later soundtrack that we'll get to that literally sounds like somebody it's how, how they think like a horror movie should sound right and it's like, like over the top organs or like mm-hmm. you know it's just it's, this movie's a lot of like somebody it, or like uh one of the main characters uh his his street name is just so over the top as well too yeah. it's, it, so here we yeah. so here we open upon a drunk farmer going into the corn with a scythe so when my parents and i moved into our their current home back in you know 2000 there was a like little like shed for like where you put your weed whacker and your rake and stuff and there's one of these old-timey scythes in there which they still have come to think of it hmm. have you ever actually seen someone use a scythe that actually knows how to use a scythe yes it's incredible how much they could just, just take something mow it down. down yeah oh look it's a young david lynch <laughs> so we have found these uh a late teens boy and a young prepubescent child that yeah. are brothers at this point in the movie, yeah, and, and the the, the uh, young adult male decides to just leave the little kid behind. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I will stop him. Yeah. yeah, I will save you from the drunken, lecherous father." Who kind of reminds me of like cult leader Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah, <a little> bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Fred Savage had a stunt double, this is what he would look like. Yeah. So we don't. I mean, k- kind of a rule about a rule about GBBV is that we like don't dunk on kid actors. But I, I will have to say that this movie makes a, a, a very daring decision to base much of its scariness on a child actor that, that vacillates between acting very well and way, way overacting at times. Well, that's because uh, in Children of the I, Corn 1, Malachi is truly terrifying. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that child is <laughs> that horrifying is a, that is a, and still haunts my dreams yeah, to this day. Yeah. 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 So that actually that is what an ugly redheaded Franklin? child. Yeah. But but yes, um, from Tammy. And the I, I think the overacting on his part, which we'll get to later, is intentional, just because of how like well acted his other stuff is throughout this movie. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. So now we be- are seeing a farmer being attacked by corn. Yeah. I think this is called being drawn and cornered. Drawn and quartered. Yeah. Yep. No, drawn and cornered. 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 Uh, yes. Oh God, damn it! Very good. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't pick that one up right away. This is this is basically just. A really TVMA version of the tick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the movie wastes no time here. Like, I mean, aside from the the credit sequence at the beginning, but this, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, this is grim and ridiculous. Yeah. So he's being turned into a scarecrow. So yeah, I mean, like like this movie, uh, we kind of said it a little bit earlier. I said it was a gem of all the children of the corns, and I've seen all of them. 
Um, <laughs> this yeah. the first one is truly like a horror movie to me. I mean, it's actually scary. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest have kind of been rubbish, but this one's actually just fun. It, yeah, it was one of the ones. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's one of the ones I watch. Where I'm like, I watch it. You know, Ryan and I actually sat down and watched all these about a year ago, and we were actually like, that actually was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is definitely one of the best ones. Yeah. So, um, Children of the Corn Three, which we're, it starts off opening up in Gatlin, the the uh, setting of the original, and he buries film. his his corn Bible, his corn Bible, well, it's yeah. burying itself actually yeah. in the dirt, and it's, Dad's still alive. Yep. So now we're, we're cutting to Chicago. So, of the various horror movie franchises, there's always a movie that takes place not in the general location. Mm-hmm. For all the Friday Thirteenth. Takes up until takes it up until eight. Uh, eight where they go. Jason takes Manhattan for Nightmare on Elm Street. It's six where you know you're not in Elm Street for you know most of the movie. Springville, yeah, yep, or Springwood. Or Springwood um, yeah. And then here we're we're Children of the Corn three. We're in Chicago, so it's relatively early on for them to like change up the formula. Yeah, as far as like the setting, but it's probably because got. You know, Gatlin population eight hundred and thirteen is is uh, you know it wears itself out pretty thin as a location. Pretty after much, two yeah. I mean, and the sequel, Children of the Corn Two, takes place like in the neighboring town. So, so we have we have prototypical eighties dad. Yeah. Yep. Members only jacket. Right on. <laughs> this this came out in ninety five, but still is like an eighties kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, these two boys from the opening sequence are. Uh, apparently being adopted by this Chicago couple. And they'd never seen the city. Mm-hmm. They'd never seen the big city. And apparently this this couple just purchased these children's sight unseen. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like. And bizarrely enough, Eli is sitting in the front seat. Yeah. Not the older <laughs> the older child or the wife. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that stuck out. This is very weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So they're just taking in the city, the sights and the sounds as they're driving home. And weird home. stuff is going around Eli while he's driving around. Yeah, like uh, apocalyptic madmen that he smirks at. Yep. Yeah. They also live in like a $3 million home in Chicago, apparently. Yep. Like, well, he's I mean, a, da- he's a day porch. trader. Yeah, he's a day trader. He trades in corn. Yep. Strangely. <laughs> yeah. My uh my cousin's boyfriend's a day trader in Chicago and yes. Does does he also deal in banal vegetables? Yeah. He did, not that I know of. <laughs> yeah. But well Chicago's home to the to the commodities market. So that's where they that's why he's a corn trader because there's the it's I was corn, wondering about that. It's corn, it's pork bellies, it's steel. There's a couple other things too if I remember correctly. Okay. But the, but commodities trading is different from stock trading. Yeah. Oranges is in there, citrus. Yeah. I, I believe Ryan on our like sixth grade trip to Chicago, we visited the Chicago Commodities Exchange. Seems probable. Mm. <laughs> I only remember staying staying up late on that trip, buzzed out of my mind, having eaten an entire bag of chocolate covered espresso beans. That yeah. sounds about right. And then having glow stick fights in the hotel bedroom and they all broke and we got the glowy shit all over everything in the hotel room. <laughs> that also checks out. <laughs> So the kids are now in this big house. This an- the angel that he was that uh, older boy was yes. handling and told not to handle somehow mysteriously falls. Um, he he kind of looks like a Manning, like a like a Peyton now Manning now was this bit. younger Satan boy <laughs> angry that there was a angel 
Or would you think he was just trying to like stir up shit? I, yes. Little A, little B. Yeah. Like I feel like everything that uh, the younger the younger kid does, Eli, is meant to sow dissent mm-hmm. and suspicion onto the older brother. Yeah. So he is, you know, looks the other Free way. Free to operate as a satanic cultist. <laughs> yes. So the older brother is Joshua. Is this a horrible John Wayne impression? Because I, I, I think it is. I, oh, I think so. Maybe. Perhaps. This uh, this dad's IMDb picture, by the way, is hilarious because he's got this giant head of hair down past his I don't, shoulders. <laughs> also, I don't believe they make pizza that thin in Chicago or, yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, he or, out of a box. Or follow with the pizza advice, fold it and ram it in. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's New York-style pizza. Yeah. Also, that's clearly like a super cheap DiGiorno, DiGiorno pizza. From way back in the day. Yeah. That's how they afford a $3 million dollar house. Yeah. They, they, they cut corners on, on pizza. Yeah. So Eli was very, very... Um, Adamant earth. about saying grace. Yeah, saying grace. And then he has a terrifying, creepy little... <laughs> well, he talks about say. infidels and hellfire eternal mm-hmm. yeah. at the dinner table. And then yeah. the dad says, well, that's real toe tapper. <laughs> also, that's nowhere near enough food for four people. So <laughs> this is one of the most perplexing, perplexing parts of the movie here. Listen to what the dad says and then listen to what follows afterwards and see if you make the connection of this doesn't make any sense. All right, so... For those of us, those people not listening at home, his uh, Amanda, the wife, is a uh, uh, has a nice little garden, yep. and his and he, the uh, the dad, is a commodities trader trading corn. So, so listen to this part right here. All right, all right this is this is the best. Mm-hmm. So they built a fence <laughs> directly <laughs> to up against a 100 foot wall. It's, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's immediately abutting against it. Yeah, yeah, I, I did not notice that. To protect the, because I guess the 100 foot brick wall <laughs> is not was not protective enough. So we're going to put some wooden planks against it. Well, they got to make it more aesthetically pleasing than a <laughs> kind of big white Pink Floyd the wall wall. Yeah, kind but of it, mutant children does Chicago have? Yeah, but there's apparently well, have you seen a children under the stairs? Mm-hmm. Or the people under the stairs? You seen that that video of the raccoons putting their hands up through a deck that looks exactly like people under the stairs? Oh gosh, yeah. (laughs) So we get introduced to two important characters pretty early on. Yeah. What is it? Maria and her brother Malcolm. Malcolm. Shooting some poops. And and then little awkward Joshua here. And then Joshua Manning shows up. Yeah. He, 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 he did just emerge from a bush. Yeah. He did just, uh. like Homer Simpson, just Homer Simpson's <laughs> way through the bush. They try to do some of the, like, fish-out-of-water stuff here with Jonathan, which is, he plays it somewhat endearing, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah you feel job. like he's, he's trying to, like, fit in and, and, yeah. and such like that. and Like, he just wants to be a person. Yeah. I, I am a human boy. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Cruz for human president. She she, she opens up the mom. Oh, yeah, mom yeah. goes to open up Eli's suitcase, and it's full of cockroaches. Just all the cockroaches. Whoa. That's a great cut. Yep. So she goes to run, and Eli's standing right behind her. <laughs> just walk up to strangers so and start like, conversations. Um, I know we... You, you uh, can't just go talk to the neighbors. Yeah. How dare you? Like Fucking idiot. I, I don't know, like that's Williams. A, Williams, the kind of guy who would say, "I wanted to vote for Obama a third time." <laughs> Fun fact: uh, when uh, Bradley Whitford delivered that line in Get Out, it was uh, improvised, and he didn't at the time really understand that it should have been a joke. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then they left it in and Get Out. 
So uh, the dad has opened the same suitcase that previously held cockroaches, and now it's some beautiful ass husks. Yep. Yep. Plus containing al- cobs. P- like Plus also th- a corn cob candle holder. Yep. <laughs> that's fine. That's a, that's a weird cut because the corn in the suitcase is clearly real, but they have him pick up what's clearly like a plastic corn. corn. Yeah. Yeah. Like stunt corn. Stunt corn. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of corn, uh, we've elected not to drink beer for this episode, as having corn in your beer is not something you want, and what some of the big beer companies do to save money on mass production of beer. So instead, we have changed to a different corn-based beverage, bourbon. Aw, yes. Yes. So, we have elected to get something from Motor City Gas. James, you want to tell us a little bit about this? I believe you purchase this sure so motor city gas is a very local distillery um and they are rad as hell they are incredible um so one of my absolute favorite bourbons for them is something called the belly up bourbon Mm -hmm. which is a bourbon that is um aged in rum barrels and so they took that and then they aged it further in pineapple mead barrels and Mm -hmm. it is wonderful this is an excellent beverage yep I believe more is needed down here. Yes. I will pass that bottle over. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Critical. So, but yeah, this is this is very smooth, very easy drinking. It's got that little bit of um, sweetness on the end, but nothing, um, nothing overpowering. Uh, yeah, this is this is very very good. It's really, Motor pleasant. City Gas rated one of the top ten whiskey bars in the country. Correct. Which, uh, always happy to. You know, plug that and uh, bring this fine, fine beverage to those that we can. Yep. Yeah, we, we, we have frequently gifted it to our buddy Steve Cuff from yep. other show Optimism Vaccine and uh, also the guys at Mixed Six. Yes. It uh, is fantastically smooth. This mm-hmm. so, it, and also, extra hit, like hidden brew bonus, we are uh, watching a movie about corn spirits and drinking corn spirits. That exactly. Is true. Oh snap! So this right here is one of my is is fun because this is where this movie and um, Jurassic Park become similar in that when we saw this wall earlier, it was literally against the fence, mm. and this well, time when they came to the fence, it is not quite against the yeah, fence. It was like four feet between it, maybe. Yeah, feet? yeah. Um, and then this cut's also a little bizarre too because it, it's just weird. It's very much like the T-Rex scene where they're like, look, he's going to eat that goat. And then the next time that they go over that fence, there's just inexplicably a huge ravine behind yeah, it. Like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> L- less of an effect in this movie, but it's still mm-hmm. different. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a stunt. It's stunt land. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is just relentless. Yeah. He, yeah. He is. He's trying he's, to get it. And that's like, all right. We got kids. Let's bone. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I've often... He wants the kids to know they fuck. <laughs> tried to figure out, like, uh, w- at first when I saw Children of the Corn, I just assumed that he walks behind the rose with Satan. Mm. But but I think it's more than that, right? I, I mean, it's... Uh, it's some weird, like, Moloch Like, like, like weird, like, thing. fertility demon thing. Like, if you, I, I don't know. And, and it plays into that, because he definitely gets a little, like... Uh, a little randy? A little corny, horny, yeah. here in a little bit, uh, as you'll <laughs> see. Yeah. So, a couple months ago... Um, Writer slash artist Mike Mignola was randomly drawing just horror creatures on his Twitter and post them every day. And uh, one was called the Terrible Corn Man. Oh. 
Which is what he who walks the rye and the rose is is now going to be called the uh, terrible corn man. Terrible corn man. He was like this, like a like a corn cob body with like like a bald guy's head with some glasses on it. And they're so the parents are kissing very aggressively, and there's like black tar in their mouths. Yeah, it's very gross. It's really gross. Like this was one of those, and like he doesn't seem to care. Yeah, she does. Yep. I think it's supposed to be a dream or ergot. Yeah, it it is. It is in fact a dream. Yeah, but it's still very gross at this yeah. moment. Ergot being a plot point of the second yeah. Children of the Corn, uh, and, and also an incredibly powerful who's hallucinogenic and poison that grows on corn. Hmm. Yeah, so, nice green screen right there. Uh, yep, that so ends the dream. So. The kid playing Eli looks a lot like John Francis Daly or Sweets from Bones, the Bones TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah, who was also in Freaks and Geeks. Yep, in Freaks and Geeks, and he wrote and directed the wonderfully entertaining Game Night. Game Night is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Jason Bateman. <laughs> Glass Tower, Cable Second, really Why does he have, like, just bowls full of cereal on his desk? It's corn, corn dog. Oh, yeah, that's right, he is selling corn, so, yep. of course, he has three big red bowls of corn on his desk. Yeah. Don't you, Ryan, just have, like, electricity and, yeah. and magnet magnets all over your <laughs> <Yeah>. desk? <laughs> I, I Bowls can't. of magnets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this this is my bowl of flux. Flas- flasks <laughs> of, of electricity. You've got one of those balls that you put your hand on and, like, With the plasma orbs. Plasma orbs. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I can, all it takes is a layer of tinfoil between that thing and your hand, and you can zap the shit out of people and yourself. Fun facts. Try it at home, kids. All right, so Joshua is getting a, a quick lesson in um, modern secular clothing. fashion. Yeah, <laughs> secular fashion, and he's excited. He yeah, can yeah. Tell, like he's like, "Hey, this is cool." Like he so, does. That actor does play the part well. Yeah, I he's mean, like throughout the whole movie. I think I'm mm-hmm. an adult who cares about me. And Eli's showing up here looking pretty disgusted. Yeah, Eli's BBAF. very upset. Like he wants to deliver a church service in 1786. Yeah, he's gonna while wearing a wool suit. He's gonna burn some witches. Yeah. And the suitcase is just yelling, give us your blood. Yeah. <laughs> also corn. Why is that cross just hanging from a wire behind her? <laughs> also, it is huge. Yeah, it's gigantic. So, so uh, you know. Yeah, I, for me and this kid's performance, again, just not, not dunking on kids too much, but he is one of the biggest points for me that I, I, I think this movie fails a lot is if you're going to center your, you know, almost your entire movie around how creepy a kid is, they I guess be, you got to find someone better. They got to be consistently creepy. Yeah. Any, any child wearing a hat with a brim like that, I immediately suspect. Thanks, Professor Astley. Yeah. Yeah. What if he's a, ch- a cowboy child, Max? Um, is he Mike TV? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, Amanda Porterkiss, Father Frank Nolan looks like somebody. He looks like John so, Cleese to me. He so looks like that's Michael. That's Michael Ensign. You probably know him from Ghostbusters as the Mater D of the hotel, who uh, was like, "I will not pay the the uh, the Ghostbusters when they when they catch Slimer." Oh, mm. <laughs> he he looks like a cross between John Cleese and Mister Feeney. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. I mean. They, they apparently walked onto the set of Dangerous Minds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or Sister Act 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Shit. Suddenly, the kids are going to singing cold beans. Hey, and collard <laughs> greens. Hey. Any late assignments will not be accepted. No excuses. So apparently, also Father Nolan is the vice principal and a teacher. Is that like is that correct? Double sure. duty. Yeah. Yeah. So even here, you see Josh trying to be like, "Hey, I'm new." Yeah, just kind of getting the stink eye from the crowd. Yeah. Yep. And so. So Eli's trying to sit down in this class full of 35-year-old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Garvin Funches started young. Garvin yeah. Funches, dog. <laughs> this is Garvin himself. Garvin himself, a.k.a. T-Loke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I said, going back to a someone who doesn't really know how things are and this is how they think it should be, you have like T-Loke, 35-year-old high school kids, <laughs> yeah. switchblades in the classroom. Butter- butterfly knives. Uh, yeah. yeah, butterfly knife, excuse me. Gonna cut, gonna cut an Amish kid, and and a, and apparently a guy that just leapt right out of 1976 into this gang, yeah, yeah. with his rainbow colored shirt. Not this guy, the guy behind him, his, oh, yeah. his rainbow colored shirt, living color. Yeah. Look at how many layers they have on. Garvin yeah. Funches looks like he could be part of the Rock family, like Chris Rock. Right yeah. yeah. Eli, I'm sorry, your brother's dead. <laughs> yeah. Fine. I'll accept this now. Yeah. Also, the Newsweek poster behind them, I want to try to find on the internet because it's like our diverse heritage, but it's just sections of the United States. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm curious as to what it's actually going on about. All right, so we get a very 90s streetball scene here. Yep. Uh-huh, complete with so 90s streetball raps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is literally a scene out of every 90s movie mm-hmm. you know, that has anything to do with a street. A There's basketball, basketball and a basketball rap. court is required in every movie right. featuring the inner city youth. So Joshua stood up when Mary showed up. Yep. And he explained that, you know, it's, you stand because the lady shows up. That's what you do. Some Weird. slow, slow motion, motion layups. Pad that, pad that time. So Mary is complimenting Joshua for uh, for standing up to T-Loke. Yeah. <laughs> you mess with funches, you get some punches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, James, how do you like this uh, belly-up reserve in comparison with the regular belly-up? Um... This is, I don't know. They're both really good. They're, they're both, yeah, they're both exceptional, but they are quite different. In yeah, they are. This, I, I'm this, not sure if I've ever had the original one. The original one is probably one of the smoothest liquors you'll ever drink in your good. entire life. Mm. It's um, very good. It's, it's one so of their good. flagships. I prefer Barley Legal, but it is still good. Barley Legal is quite nice. I yeah. just finished off a bottle of that recently. This is, this has more flavor on the front, but finishes harsher than the, than Belly Up does. Okay. I think that sounds accurate. Yeah. Um, Belly Up is the most common bottle that I just have in my basement usually. I don't have one now, which is rare. Mm. But that's because I have a bottle of their Loch Ness, which is their, their extra peaty whiskey. Mm-hmm. And um, the Second Gear, which is absolutely incredible. It's like oh, cho- second... chocolate, raisin. Oh, second it's fucking good. Ridiculous. I also, got, uh... I think I've got Dirty Stash. Apparently, okay, the Amish kid is Larry Bird in disguise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, because he's on the court and he's just smoking fools with layups and uh, quick, 
quick head ducks. Where mm-hmm. is where's Gatlin? Did they ever say where uh, Gatlin Nebraska. is? Nebraska. Nebraska. Well, that, I mean, that's kind of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's all they do in that's Gatlin. They, they just ra- they raise ball players. Yep. Corn and basketball. It would have been better <laughs> if he was from Indiana. Yeah, if he was from Indiana, it'd be even more believable. Uh, yeah. yeah. They'd be like, man, we got a Hoosier on our hands. <laughs> and then Gene Chat or Gene. Hackman would come out of yeah. nowhere and just recruit him out of this movie. <laughs> Comes out of the bushes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come to a better movie. Uh, boy, Eli doesn't like them playing the devil's ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does look sufficiently creepy here, for sure. He does. And a lot of it is on the hat, though. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice that thing. there's that weird country guitar twang once Josh started playing? Uh, so the boys are in bed together because they, they sleep in the same bed? And Eli is complaining to Joshua about how he's being betrayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's be- yeah. You're playing their games. Mm-hmm. Ominous factory shot. Yeah. yeah. Ominous corn shot. Corn, 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 with corn, with corn, shaky corn. camera. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some really shaky camera action. Yeah. Rolls. We'll talk about the camera work what? later. Act three, looking at you yeah. in the future. So the corn is growing exceedingly quickly. Yes. Uh, we're back to uh, low rent classical music. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We'll see if it happens the again. The lamest version of the Secret Garden I've ever seen. Yeah. The, the first time Eli crawled through this wall. Oh, we're not going to sit here. Uh, he bumped the brick wall and it bent and, wi- and wiggled a bunch because it was fake. <laughs> bent and wiggled a bunch. He who walks behind the rose. Again, this 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 loses a lot of its gravitas because his delivery is just bad. Um, yeah. So we see, it's Eli just yelling about <laughs> corn, <laughs> yeah. about about corn and demons. Yeah, and Jonathan is like, "I am a normal child. Yes, I have. Friends. I will flirt yeah. with this pretty girl and play basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's bonding quite well with his neighbors. Yep. I think Eli just hasn't found girls yet because. Clearly, his brother has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Eli looks directly into the camera. <laughs> now he has demon voice. Yep. And she watches him birth from the factory. <laughs> it's an Eli factory. <laughs> so everything in uh, Amanda's garden is dying. Yep. It has no reason why. There's just Dutch angles. All over the place. <laughs> she finds her way through. So this makes a little more sense, even though the camera did not show that. That the fence like boarded up a doorway and some windows. No, that's the secondary factory. fence. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because there's their fence, and then the fence is actually there's there's a fence again. A, that is a, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I can see it now. There's the fence that the that the garden is against. Yep. Couple feet. And then another wall fence. slash boarded up doorway, which has a hole in it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Glad to see that the hobos are falling for, for this about side three up. seconds. I thought that said ass produce. Mm. <laughs> it says A and S. So it's just anus produce. Anus produce. <laughs> even on a even on a even on a day trader's salary, the only way they could afford this house was have it being next to a derelict factory. Mm. Well, what's what what I was like bizarre too is that they're just like look at this house and then. Like right behind it is all of the skyscrapers that are yeah. that are the like. There's no, it's zoned very strangely. Yeah, just I mean fine, but this isn't 
Austin, where they or this isn't was it Houston has no zoning laws, right? So uh, it's just no. random stuff all over the place. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, Houston's corn. amazing for that. It's like Greek restaurant, church, you know, massage parlor, two houses, a school. <laughs> so uh dramatic Sam yeah. Raimi Corno Vision camera. Corno Vision. Uh so Mother Amanda here uh plucked an ear of corn and it immediately regenerated and now she is well, she was lost. Yeah. So would that be called hardcore pornography? <laughs> Bumped into Alan Moore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, corn. Or yeah. Rob Zombie in 10 years. Yeah. I, I like the shot of her getting in the cornfield, and all of a sudden she gets deep into it, and it's like yeah, it's it, an it, it's ocean like of corn. Vast. Like an outdoor cornfield. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what you call this film angle. <laughs> Someone trying to confuse you. Mm. Yeah. This is... Uh, so, someone watched way too much Batman 89 and was like, I want that shot. <laughs> look something up real fast. Yep. Was it in the 90s where they believed just standing on your head was exercise? Because that's yeah. what's going on here. Yeah, that's when that was a, th- a thing. Like People would, like, would read upside down and, yeah. and stuff they, like that. They get those tape like the Batman table like he had, right? Where you strap uh-huh. your ankles in and then you just kind of throw yourself upside down. And like that was a thing they do too where they just hang upside down for like 15 minutes. Yeah. This that is a Hobo brutal man kill. Eating the corn. Yeah. He's got some uh, vines shot up into his eyes. Yep. Does everyone keep their giant gardening shears in the kitchen drawer? I don't know. I mean, it's a junk drawer. I mean, where else? It's garden shears, some batteries, a rubber band, yeah. coupons that are expired, magnets, coupons magnets, for, definitely for, magnets for parents that are expired. <laughs> <laughs> And Corn Man comes back because he's supposed to cut down the corn. But being being an 80s guy, he's like, I can make money off of this evil thing. Yeah. So now we see Eli acting like an actual child for yep. once. So there's a line. Uh, this was a bit ago. I think we missed it. But uh, Eli, um, when he's hearing about what the parents do for a living... Eli's like, yeah, you're into corn or something, right? Like, he's excited about it, which leads me to believe that he had something to do somehow with uh, getting well, he, involved he, specifically he, with this couple. Well, he uh, – so William talks about how Amanda grows things in her garden. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, do you grow any corn? He's like, oh, no. He's like, oh, but I, I day trade corn. Yeah. Mm. He said, the lady said you grow corn. Where's your corn? Mm, right. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So – I thought that this was total crap. I'm going to tell you this, where he's like, my papa, like, made this corn, and it's weird. And I'm like, okay, whatever, demon child, and your demon corn. And then, spoiler alert, later on they're like, oh, no, 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 Jonathan's father is apparently some kind of, like, Mendelian savant. (laughs) Mendelian corn man. Who makes super corn. Yeah. So apparently this, this corn has taken two months to grow to this taller than a child height. Yeah, yeah, these, these and, are fucking six feet high. Yeah. 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 And this is apparently like, you know, sort of real factory soil. Oh, this yeah. is a great effect. Yeah, it is. Just like little corn vines feeding off of the homeless guy's face. Yeah. Well, that that's something they've established in prior films is like the corn grows off of human blood and, and stuff. I like that the lunch lady's like, no, get out of here. 
Y'all don't creep a child. So he removes corn kernels from his pocket. Sets Black them on corn, the counter. Oh. which become cockroaches. Which is a cool effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, that explains like why they were uh, cockroaches in one shot and then corn in another, because they turned into mm-hmm. things. And is this, this is I, I like how the soup is just, just yeah. green soup. Yeah. It looks like they're all eating like green hollandaise sauce for I do enjoy me a split pea soup. Mm. So I, I make a very good Parmesan and broccoli soup. Mm. Ooh. Um, that looks similar to that, but it's a brighter green. But yeah, like you can get some gnarly colors out of green food. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, for sure. So Joshua is trying to invite Eli to come hang out with Joshua, Malcolm, and Mary. Yeah. And Eli is curmudgeoning his way. Yeah, why don't you come hang out with me instead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy in this shot sounds and kind of looks like Brendan Fraser a bit. Like yep. yeah, Brendan Fraser got that 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 chin. Only from that angle though, but yep. like straight on, yep. he's, he's too narrow a, a face. Yep. It's like you took the uh, the Photoshop tool and just kind of like <laughs> you know, scrunched Brendan Fraser's face a little bit. The father is drinking from every single styrofoam cup that we drank out of in the in the nineties. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's pulling a cockroach. Uh, uh, clearly a plastic cockroach. Yeah, a, a cucaracha yeah. out of his mouth. <laughs> and it starts just like melting on his Bible. Yeah. yeah. Which is a cool effect. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. The Bible is powerful enough to like. Ooh. And then he vomits ketchup, which is supposed <laughs> to be blood, I'm assuming. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, cl- it's... cocktail sauce. Yeah. So. This is something that happens throughout the movie now. So this is a flashback to the first one of the corn of the opening. To the to the mass to the, murder, right? Yeah, the the opening diner scene. Um. So throughout this movie, we're going to see the father get or the the priest uh get visions of what's happened and and whatever, and like nothing really ever comes of it, other than uh Just knowing what's tormenting him. Knowing, yeah, other than like his eventual comeuppance, but he like, he never tries anything really to like stop what's going on. But I don't know. So now they're in the church Mm -hmm. and it, it appears that the pews are filled exclusively with the same students that were in the classrooms. Largely. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know how exactly how Catholic schools work, but uh, a lot of them they have like a a a designated like mass mm. part of of the uh, of the of the day, whether it's the entire school at once or part of the school at once or so. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so Eli is the only person that is not under thirty five in the or thirty five <laughs> yeah. shot. And he's pushing seventeen. So father, so Eli was talking, and father, whatever his name is, yelled at him. Says, "Does my sermon bore you?" And Eli says, "Yes, father." And we're about to get to that overacting sequence I talked about. Do you have enough religion to share with the rest of the class mm-hmm. today? Yeah. Garvin with the hard truths. Yeah. Yeah. Tilo, tell it like it is. 
the idea of a child preacher has always just been like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. The, this starts off really well. When he's calm, mm-hmm. like he's far creepier when he's calm. I agree. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's getting a finger waggle on. Oh, boy, yeah. Look at these people in these pews. These are people that have mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, part, I think part of the issue here is when he starts to really kind of, you know, swell up with the energy and the, the anger. I, I often find I would expect that people of this age have not experienced true anger in a way to replicate it for the purpose of acting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the uh, the soup, the, the, the soup, the cockroach soup, makes them more susceptible, susceptible to his arguments as opposed to, like, directly mind-controlling them. Mm-hmm. But, but I, don't know, I don't know. That's a good theory, actually. Yeah. Because it's not like they're immediately like, yes, Eli, the This is a pretty... Just getting gains. Yeah. Pretty interesting just, punishment. Just get on your knees and hold books. Get on your knees and hold books out in front of you. Yep. And then Eli makes a comment about the soup, and it uh, very much concerns the father. <laughs> but not enough to do anything. Yeah, yeah. he's like, no, I keep holding books. He's the Lisa Murkowski of vice principals. Mm. So here we revealed that Eli and Josh are not actual blood brothers. Yeah. He's adopted, which is news to, like, literally everyone. And yeah. we're, like, huh. half an hour into this movie. Yeah. 40 minutes, bro. So the, the caseworker has found some uh, interesting shit on the kids' pasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to leave a voicemail for the, the couple. Here we see a photo in the newspaper with Eli in it. Yep. At the same age as he is currently. Well, we do not know. When was this newspaper from? We'll find out soon. We'll find Stay out. tuned for more. <laughs> Creepy child. Yep. He has heard the, the video, or the video, heard the <laughs> phone message. The voicemail. Yep. So he's going to his... His trunk of terrors. <laughs> and get, gets his mighty his corn dagger. <laughs> or no, his, his, his corn, corn handle. His, his cornelabra. Yep. Cornelabra, yep. yeah. Cornelabra. Yep. So the caseworkers is kind of getting ready to go home for the day. They really nailed the fashion of this movie. Like, I recently watched... That's um, a cool shot. Yeah, that's, that's a nice cut. Eli blows up the candle, and the lights in the hallway where the caseworker is walking go out immediately. Yeah, and the editing is really good. Yeah, it was, it was really yeah. tight and spot on. But uh, but go back to what I was saying. I, uh, Fuck, that's a great one. I recently watched or rewatched Candyman, the oh, original so Candyman. Good. Yeah, so good, so good. And uh, same exact same style of fashion. Where you like, it's it's believable as what people are like actually wearing. Yeah. So the the voicemail that the caseworker gets trying to call nine one one gets all creepy and satany. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man. Well, that was uh, what? I, I want to so describe that to, one. Tries to light a cigarette, and the fire goes into her throat, and then melts her face off. Mm-hmm. And then Eli shows up immediately behind her, just giggling at her melting face. In two obviously very different shots. Yes. And today, budget Chris Pine is wearing blue jeans and a <laughs> lumberjack shirt, as no, opposed to his. Uh, this is so he licks. Oh, his oh he ear. went willies her. Yeah, fucking gross. Like that's when you just get rid of the children. Just like, yep, we're sending you home. We're <laughs> yeah. sending you away now. You're done, bud. We can keep one. I half expected him to put like a, a corn kernel in her ear and it would sprout out all weird and gross yeah. like that kid's hearing aid in Freddy's Dead. Mm. Tell her I'm riding high on corn. The corn, corn or your market. wife? <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda tries calling her husband, William. Who's like, I'm in an important corn meeting. I can't talk now. Her adopted son just tongue-jacked my ear box, so. <laughs> yeah. Those shears weren't in the drawer they were supposed to be in. They're outside. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Got some good news, kids. Never going to give you up, and I'm never going to let you down. You're doing great, bud. Has anyone ever been around a teacher who's said something like that? No. No. With my little glass of beer. Yeah. So Some some bud. Yeah. Some bud heavy. Yeah. At two in the afternoon. Hmm. Valuable corn. Interesting plot point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird because, like, the the value of the corn was also in number two, where you find out that the uh, neighboring town is trying to sell ergo-infested or ergot-infested corn with, like, non-infected uh, in- corn because they need, like, they need the money. Because hmm. they're like, we'll just bribe the, the, uh, the inspectors to not look at the infected corn. Hmm. And these clippers are just, just not working on... This corn, boys. Demon mm-hmm. corn. And then she's like, why ain't this working? This should be sharp and cuts herself on it. Yep. And then Eli is producing the requisite Using the terrible trope. corn magic. Yep. Of a children making creepy pictures. Ack. Corn and whip. Indiana Jones whips her in the leg. Yeah. Yep. Whip, sound effect whip smack. Battle Arena Toshinden reference, folks. Yeah. A good fake out here. She mm-hmm. falls and whips the shears into the air, and they come down next to her, not into her. Eli is drawing way too much for what we're about to see here soon. Mm-hmm. That's what the finished picture is, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. I really thought that they were going to have him be like, kind of like tilt William here. They cut to William here to like yeah. tilt his head and like, can he hear his wife? Mm-hmm. But they don't do that. No. He's more just like, money makes the world go round. Yeah. She uses the corn against the corn monster. Yep. Aha! Your corn magic cannot withstand the power of my modern shoes. Yeah. 
Her shoes have fallen off, and she's escaped the corn vines. The and corn she's back vines. into the sea of corn. Yep. Which I, I really do like this effect. I think. Yeah, it's because cool. because it's so subtle. I did. Yeah, I didn't notice it, it the first time I watched this, but she yeah. eventually made it out. Yeah, you kind of like notice that she's there, but have no idea when it happened, which is a good good uh, example of some excellent editing, I think. Yeah. And this comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jesus. She trips on a pipe and falls on an exposed bit of pipe, and it impales her through the back of the head. Yeah. And we got some water coming out of her mouth. Yeah. And Eli's like, can I get a drink of water? Yeah. He is still in a class where everyone is at least five years older than he is. Yeah. And now it's just a stream of... But you can see the tube that the blood is coming out of. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) You can see it twitching in the background. Great effects, though. It looks very real on the face. Yeah. Uh, Mom's been crossed out. The unhappy mom. So now we're at Amanda's wake. Which I'm glad that they just cut to this. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, I didn't need for him to find her or do any, like, I... The morning. Oh, God! This is good enough. I mean, it, it... You could you could argue like the death is accidental, but it's set up to make it look like it actually is accidental. You know, she I'm slipped right. and fell and yep. impaled her head, <laughs> as one does in an abandoned factory that is next to your multi million dollar home. Exactly, right. exactly. Full I mean, di- full, she is should, Detroit I mean, really any that much? Is Detroit really that different? Containing rows of demon corn. Yeah, they, I mean, they put the fence Again. up for a reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. The... Didn't abide by your own fence, lady. Yeah, I know. Fence law. <laughs> And Eli, like here, Eli looks great. Like the 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 moments in this movie that are the best are when it, someone was like, "You know what? I watched The Omen." Yep. Let's yeah. Just make The Omen. And here we have a corn. flashback to Children of the Corn Two, where a doctor is killed by repeated syringe stabbings. Yeah, that's one of those scenes that I don't watch. I hate needles, so this is yeah. So this, yeah. and then no, that classic scene from the second Saw movie. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, that's that's the. Could immediately picture it in my mind. Yeah, yep. Horrific. And Mr. Feeney is very upset. Yep. Father Feeney. Yes, Father Feeney. Father Feeney. That is his name now. <laughs> so what did, I, I'm sorry, I looked away. What did the the black garbage say? The harvest say? is upon us. The harvest is upon us. So much of the student body is acting a little off. Yep. They're also all wearing dark clothing now, as opposed to the extremely vibrant colors that we saw Throughout earlier scenes, some of them are even wearing little corn crucifixes. Corn suffixes. Corn suffixes, yeah. One thing I will give this movie, it is it does have a very diverse cast. As yeah, far it does. as the school yeah, sequences and even the teachers here. Yeah, it's not like we moved to Chicago, but we moved to the white part of Chicago. Yeah, the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> just the still frame zoom in like an opening sequence to law and order yep <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so now mary and joshua are walking and talking together or yep. maria excuse me yeah and maria's like you know what eli's creepy as hell but he has some good things to say and that's and why and i think that like the corn su- or the cockroach soup was just like hey you're open to suggestion it's not being like oh yeah i'm down to clown yeah it's kind of yeah. greasing the skids right yeah yeah I-, I like that that josh <laughs> josh's response really being like 
he has some good ideas. He's like, but does he though? <laughs> does he though? <laughs> I like that he just went straight to the hot pink blazer or whatever he's wearing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with, with the, uh, I mean, I don't even know how to describe that. It's immaculate. Yeah. He's stylish AF. He is. With his like, you know, turquoise undershirt. He, that's he that's like, like right out of an episode of Miami Vice. He looks yeah. like he should be wearing snakeskin boots and driving an Uber in Las Vegas. Or just be <laughs> or just be undercover with a cartel in Florida. One of the two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the mustache to be undercover. Mm. He uh looking like a man. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he looking like a man. Kind of man. Indistinct hip hop. He he looks very much like he could have been almost as cool as the best Uber driver I've ever been a part of, which is the Uber driver I had in uh, in South Dakota. Hmm. Mm. All thoughts of he who got the rose just quickly went yeah. out of his head. Yep. Yeah. With his prince-ass paisley shirt. Yeah, it's a great now, shirt, man. Now yeah. it's more like he who knocks behind my clothes. Oh, mm. oh dang. She's about Stick to jokes. explain some bases to him. Yep. He's this like, I know how to score baseball by hand. <laughs> yes. This 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 poor bastard would be uh he'd be spent at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I I Eli's like up. Partake not of their carnal delights. <laughs> Do not play their games. <laughs> yeah. Except that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good game. That, that is a good game worth playing. <laughs> This is where you get faked out. Malcolm. Buzzkill, bro. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're just friends now. We're just friends. That's the wrong way to go with that, man. Yeah. (laughs) One of you is not wearing a shirt and you're making out. That ain't ain't just friend. Friend I do like the... the, uh, the, the flip on the whole, like, I don't want her involved with your kind of family yeah. coming from the uh, African-American side as opposed mm-hmm. to the her, primarily white side in these kind of situations. Which, right. this, is, this is 1995, so, like, there weren't a lot of mixed-race couples. No. Other than, like, the bodyguard. So Malcolm was just say you know, he's like, hey, look around on the basketball court. Nobody's here. What do you think they are? They're Turns filming out- a Christian rock music video. Yeah. It's abandoned... Abandoned With warehouse. eyes wide open. Yeah. <laughs> what is the purpose of that weird wooden plaque? Yeah. The sound effect is yeah. what cheeses that scene up. So Eli jumps from like 20 feet up. Yep. And Garvin <laughs> Funches is just out of fucks to give. He's ready yep. to go. Keylock is ready to just go to town. I love like how much the green and purple of his shirts just pop. With his little ruffles. Yeah. His ruffles on his shirt. I love it. It's like kind of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Hey, Georgia Birdman. <laughs> I refuse to believe that Eli can outrun Garvin Funches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no way. <laughs> and now he's, he is now in an ocean of corn. Which is kind of cool. So as they're running out of the um, factory building, the, the crowd that had gathered are all just you know staring knowingly mm-hmm. as he runs away. Yep. Yeah, they... <laughs> Steal a line from Watchmen. Wait, wait. Did that just. That was a line from Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, ah, oh wait. Angry head. bum face. The bum <laughs> face on the ground face. is eating T Lock's hand. Yep. Mr. T Loke. Long O. T Loke. 
Oh, hello, child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you here to barter? What are you buying? What are you buying? That's a that's a pretty good coupon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great strip of penny arcade. Don't aren't there a, a handful of like priests getting murdered in churches in this series, Randy? I feel like there's at least another scene in another movie where uh, something uh, similar happens. There's one and two, but he gets burned alive along with like most of a town. Yeah. I, I, honestly, <laughs> there are many of these movies, and they are largely unremarkable. Um, they all kind of run together to me. All right, so Eli begins wh- whistling in the church, and then everyone begins whistling, including Jarvis Funches, Inclu- yep. including Mister Funches. The the father was trying to freak everybody out by using revelations, I think. Yeah. This is really good whiskey. Mm-hmm. He is using his mind manipulation. Mind manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like he's got Eli has gotten to some of the teachers as well, who are wearing the corn crucifixes and all blacks, yep. all black. And they're being like, he's got, he's made it better around here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we call all these zealots? Should we just call them corn nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I want some corn nuts now. Yeah. Same. Yeah. He looked ready to go to war for he who walks behind the rose. I uh, see. I don't know if he is really like down to clown or if he's just like the enforcer. Mm. I don't know. I I I like the way that this relationship unfolds with these, yeah. these guys. between Malcolm and Josh. Yeah. yeah. It it feels very organic or real as far as yeah. like how people would actually act in this like a situation like that yeah and Malcolm's yeah. just a good dude he's like hey yeah. man sorry i freaked out on G- you good really. actor good yeah. actor he's also ripped as fuck as we'll see later on yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. young little young republican we have here. corn export huh? corn it's just it's just one box. Is this corn? Oh, he has to refer to the ear of corn before referring to his, <laughs> yes, right, his yes, spreadsheet yes, to, this is corn. to make sure that the corn accurately reflects the spreadsheet. I don't know why he looked at the ear of corn. <laughs> don't pretend to know the ways of cornology. Uh, I don't know. The, I don't know cornography very much. That's his. That's his abacus. That is just ears. Just counting ears. <laughs> I, I, jokes aside, I legitimately do enjoy corn. It is one of my favorite vegetables, especially when vegetable. paste when placed on a grill and rolled in mayonnaise, and then mm-hmm. yeah, elotes are elotes the best things in the world. Some tagine. I I will straight up ruin just a fucking grilled corn cob with literally nothing done to it. It's still delicious. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's how Good Brews Bad Views feels about corn. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Give me rice. <laughs> Mm. So Joshua is looking for the sermon. He's just meandering. Mm. He's looking for the plague so he can deliver a disc that has some information on it. 
So Joshua is walking through his own memory right now. Yeah. This he's is a very, nice way to, to do this kind of memory scene where he's like yeah. kinda like walking through his own thoughts. He has incepted himself. Yes. Why is everything in this house hanging by a fucking wire? Yeah, well, that's how you afford a $3 million mansion. You save on nails. Uh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Those it's hanging be, kits are very expensive. They, they probably rented this house on <laughs> to film the movie, but the condition was they couldn't You cannot anything. put any holes <laughs> in the wall. <laughs> So Joshua is asking uh, Eli what happened to his dad, and he's like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm on the family you have. It doesn't matter. What happened to my dad? Well, you see, the thing about taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a uh, sepia flashback here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, folks with burlap sacks on their faces. It is. Oh, Friday 13 t- Part 2. A horrifying, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horrifying look. And or a purge movie. Mm. Yeah. That's one series I guess I'll have to sit through one of these days. I've only seen the first and it was fine. I'll watch those with you, Ryan. They're, they're fun. Mm. So the first one is more sets the stage of how the world is. And the rest of the ones that follow actually get into kind of mythology behind it. And mm. the actual TV series, both season one and season two, are pretty good. They are actually. I've seen the. T- I've seen season one. Yeah, it's, they're actually pretty good. Yep. I, now, I this like isn't taken from the second movie. No, this is, this this is, is new. new for this This one. is new footage. So it's the flashback and we see... Parents being uh, trapped with sides onto their beds, and then a torch was thrown into them. Yep. Um. Another, like, so I'm going to present something to you guys here um, because it's going to come up soon too with with a good buddy that we're going to lose eventually. Yeah. But I I think that oh, and oh it's it's Eli. But so this movie balances a lot of what I would consider kind of a little geez, that's not great but a little sh- like kind of schlocky horror effects sure that are done really really well yes um stuff that 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 today looks good but at, i think it balances something right as a child that stuff terrified me mm-hmm. but as watching it as an adult now you're like okay that's not real but it looks good and i'm enjoying watching yeah. it right it's there's gore, but it's not it's not so realistic as to be disgusting. Like you can right, watch this and right. be like, "That's a cool effect. I appreciate this." Yeah, yeah. However, this movie really just like flubs the flubs the ending on the effects. Yeah, which we'll, yeah. We'll, which we'll get to. But but I know exactly what you're talking about, and we'll comment on it when we get there. But yep. but yes, look at that rake. Just fine. Just ready for the step and ready on. to ready to spread some mulch. <laughs> There's a goofy that is ready to step on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So Joshua's in powder blue wall. Yeah. Knocking on Malcolm's window. You know what time in, it is? There's sun out. Yeah. It's the middle of the day. <laughs> Malcolm needs his rest, man. That's how he gets that's how you keep that body. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. That's how you look like you're just chiseled out of marble. Yeah, no shit. Father Feeney is praying at Choich. We see in the background a door opening and a Thomas Eli. Not a blues brother. Come to visit. <laughs> if 90s movies have taught me anything, the only thing that enters a shadow is a velociraptor. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now we get some backstory that <laughs> Josh's dad actually was a cornologist. Yeah. <laughs> so now devil cut, with a cut to the face. church where 
uh, Father Feeney is is praying to save the school from the devil with the child's <clears throat> face. And, you know, oh, it's the devil with the child's face. One thing that's always struck me kind of odd in, in the movies where you have the battle of good and evil is where evil just can can rampantly just run into a church and you know especially i understand if it's like if it's a corrupt church or whatever but the father here is actually very pious right yes so you would yeah. think that there would be some protection like that if in the mythology that this evil crazy demon runs around and, and does something that there's there's a opposing good force right and, and you see that across movies all the time of I'm super evil. I'm just going to run into a church and massacre people. Yeah. And so I think it, it had probably to do with, like, with how powerful the evil is. Yeah. Um, but uh, to comment on what's happening on screen for just a brief second, the the photo that uh, the case for social worker found of Eli was from 1964 and is 1995 now, and Eli has not aged in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he is literally some sort of demon child. Also, they're not in Chicago because that is a bird of paradise. Which does not do well outside under fifty degrees. Hmm. But Chicago apparently has James has been hanging out days. with my mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, you'll appreciate this. I was on Twitter today, and I saw someone who was from um, Michigan by way of Hawaii who just recently moved to the state. Okay. And just being like, oh my gosh, you know, I've heard I'm not going to survive the winter or whatever. No, so you I'm won't. Just... It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to just eight months of misery. <laughs> So Eli has admitted to much of his crimes, and yep. Father Feeney just chucks a Bible at him, feebly tosses a Bible. And Eli, oh, look at me! I'm a gym teacher. I can rip a phone book in half. Yeah. Uh, ah. The first time I Pew-pew. saw that, I thought it said Lord Grunt, and I was <laughs> like, "That's a weird name to call Eli." <laughs> it's gonna be my. It's been a very hard kegel. Just. <laughs> That's going to be my next uh, garage black metal band. <laughs> Lord Grunt. Lord Grunt. He's holding the remnants of the bot. Well, no. Actually, it's a corn. The corn dagger. The corn dagger, right? Yeah. Pray to me. He holds his ground. Good mm, for the father. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that he's not like some chucklehead, you know, corrupt you know yeah. like like evil pre like he's just a priest who wants to do well and he's on the on the losing side of the battle of good versus evil that's that's kind of cool about this. yeah yep. yeah and that even like to that point randy what i like on that right he's looking around and he's like all of these children like all these kids are acting super pious now right but he can tell that something is still wrong with them like yeah. he's like they're, mm-hmm. they're but they're not children they're not people anymore yeah like, they've perception um, check yeah <laughs> that's something they they say in uh, some of the other movies is like they comment on Isaac who is like the the, the child preacher from the first movie who we also saw in Taming the T-Rex. Yep. yep. There's a line how like Isaac's always been here or or something along those lines that there's always been a creepy child preacher with a big hat. So yeah, and and, like and, and generally, like having like a child antagonist, it's very unsettling. Yeah, I mean, and so having a having an evil that always comes back is a that's a Stephen King trope. Yeah, um, whether it's whether it's the children or like the child preacher concept of the children of the corn, or it's uh, Randall Flag, who's a character that shows up through multiples of his books. Oh as, yeah, as there's a, there's a theory that he who walks behind the row is a Randall Flag. 
like yeah, aspect or that, whatever. That would I mean that would make sense, right? Like the ending of the the ending of the Shining is is they defeat Randall Flag and then it's there's just another Randall Flag starts showing up in another part of the world, like almost the Shining. You mean the, the I'm sorry, not the, the Shining, stand? but the Stand. Yeah, he's also the Man in Black. So right, yep. Yeah, so I mean, he's the, he's the concept of like he's just evil, right? Like you can't defeat so the concept of evil. We're about to get one of the creepiest shots in this. this that's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's just yeah, with the statue. That looks absolutely terrifying. Yep, and that's a great effect to it, right, Ryan? Like yeah. it's it's a terrifying image that isn't designed around just being like, look at how bloody yeah. this is. No, yeah, they don't they don't show what happens after the yep. statue become statue comes alive. Yep. Yeah, the statue just is just that the the that Father Feeney had just been like beaten yeah. severely. Yeah, the 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 makeup effects are really unsettling. It's lit creepily. So So the dying Father Feeney said, "What Bible? Get his Bible or something like that." I don't I don't, I I still don't know how he ma- how they, how they make the connection though. He says Bible Bible and he's like, "Oh yeah, Eli's Bible." Yeah. And so Maria comes looking bottle. for, looking for a home run, presumably. Mm-hmm. Got to finish that at bat. Yep. I can't think of it right now, but there's a there's a WAP uh, <laughs> joke I can make. Seven innings deep, twenty four. <laughs> so. This is one where, where that's what one of the reasons why I asked him like where is Gatlin exactly because like let's get in the car and just go to Gatlin and uh, okay okay that's like <laughs> that's got to be like a twelve or thir- fourteen hour drive no I mean so you got to go through uh, Illinois and probably Iowa and well so I would say it's maybe like an eight hour eight depending on how west it is if it's in far if it's if it's at the the west end of of Nebraska, that is a very long drive. Yeah, those western states are enormous. Yeah, they're they're not Pennsylvania, but they're still enormous. More stunt corn. Stunt corn. They're traveling on corn time, James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's different. Travel. They should have just traveled by map. Yeah, yeah. got there a lot faster. Save a lot of gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially in that car. Mm-hmm. Little button. Boop. <laughs> Beep, boop. So it's it's. Either way, doable in a day, but it's a long-ass day. Yeah, that's the trailer that my dad died in, and no one has lived there, and is still there for some reason. Yep. Yeah, they don't really give us a time frame for how long it takes for them to get adopted. Mm. I Yeah, it's it's kind of fast-tracked, kind of fast it, it seems. Yeah. Which is fine. That's Yeah, I'm fine it, it that. doesn't matter. So him and Malcolm are going to go Bible hunting. Mm-hmm. Into the corn. Into the corn at night. Like you do. <laughs> but they're both about to do it. They're both just like, yep, this has to get done. Mm-hmm. Like they're being cool. Well, this is one of the, the this is one of the horror um, series where the daylight does not save you. Mm-hmm. Well, and also like nobody in this film from a main character standpoint is incompetent right no it's not the typical incompetent horror trope bumbling yeah, around yeah. and like they're just fu- they are r- truly just fighting an evil that's very powerful 
Yeah. So I, I just did a little quick math. The town of Gatlin, Nebraska is based on the town of Hemingford, Nebraska, population 803, okay. in the northwest corner of Nebraska, and it is a 13-hour drive to Chicago. Mm. Cool. Suck it, Max. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was doable in a day, albeit a long-ass day. <laughs> so Eli is at dinner with Maria, Maria's parents. And uh, Eli and Maria are in on starting the harvest or whatever. Yep. So her parents are just vomiting cockroaches. Cockroaches. But, which, that's the shot that makes me laugh because her father's supposed to vomit cockroaches, but it's very clear that he just has a oh, handful of cockroaches. That's a pretty horrifying that. thought from a horror concept. She just hits the floor and her head is so filled with cockroaches, it splits open and then to reveal more cockroaches. Yeah. yeah. And it looks great. Like yeah, the practical it, effect yeah, was amazing. That was, that was a very good horror effect. It's mm-hmm. the... The, the Jim Halpert reverse phone effect. So more layers. Look at how many. La- he had a yeah. jacket and a, a vest, vest and a long sleeve over shirt. a long sleeve shirt. Probably has another a shirt underneath, underneath it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I want to talk Goosebumps very briefly. The Scarecrow Box yeah. at Midnight. Yep that that book horrified me the, when I was those little. Those were some good books yeah, at times. That was really yeah. scary. Very yep. good child horror. Yep. That was never one of my favorites. The, was that the one, Night of the Living Dummy? Well, yeah, that's like the... Yeah. Night of the Living Dummy is like the Friday... The, it's like the Nightmare on Elm Street of that yeah. uh, series. The Year Fired comment's a weird comment. Dad is still alive? Sort of, maybe? Yeah, pres- well, yeah, because he's by been... Corn, he's, terrible corn magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's been spooky killed by corn. That's that's a, a really rough shot. Yeah. Yeah. So he does a morph here. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he goes from being dead corn, dead scarecrow man to being, like, demonic scarecrow yep. in, like, a frame. And Josh is like, oh, shit. So... Bad transition, but good makeup on uh, Demon Corn Guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm's all, mm-mm. Yep. Okay. yep. He's like, no. Nah. Can I just yeet myself out of the corn? He just yeets right out the cornfield. <laughs> yep. Except that, except right there. Yep. He finds Temp- that is such a cheesy-looking effect. <laughs> it's, it's like a dude you run into at a haunted house. It's oh, yeah, really for sure. Yeah. Like it's he kind of looks like the dude bros of scarecrows. Like I expected to be like in a, like a, like what are those like Ed like Ed Harvey or what am I thinking? Uh, Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it, like it's his hair is gelled up as far as scarecrows go. Yeah. That's just yeah. it's a bad effect. He looks like the lead singer of Lit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like he looks like he hangs out with Fred Durst. <laughs> they killed the corn man. They did, but they dropped the Bible. Cuckoo, cuckoo. This is the one part of the movie where they're incompetent, being like, "All right, yeah, I'm gonna go back myself, grab the book." Yeah, and yeah the... splitting up here is dumb. Ah, the corn gets him. Yeah, this is yeah. a really brutal scene. So this, yeah. So this is a scene I was uh, a scene I was talking about. Like, this is a brutal scene. It it looks great. Yes. Yeah. And it's not like this. This is an adult does not terrify you. No. Right? But you're like, this is really terrible that this would happen to somebody. It looks good. So the corn yanks Malcolm's head and spine up like Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Yep. 
Thank you for making that reference, because if you, if you did not, I was going to. <laughs> and now Josh is fighting the corn. Yep. But that looks like that looks oh, horrifying. Looks f- yeah. Fucking phenomenal. But it looks it's great. something you'd expect out of the thing almost. Yeah. yeah. Just as far as like the grotesqueness of it. But like it's so tall, it's, gross. Yeah. It's too tall. Too tall. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I like I, I'm fine with that. Like that's not that's not one of those things that I, yep. I want to look away. Like I want to see that effect. Yeah, just right? to see like the the intricacy of it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not the gross out effect to go for it but as a kid that kind of stuff would have terrified me oh yeah absolutely. oh yeah <laughs> fuck some, you corn yeah for some reason he, he decides to drive through the corn taking revenge on the corn yeah <laughs> bye do cars make peeling out noises when driving on dirt I don't know different kind of peel yeah it should be like a grindy kind of peel yeah. right yeah <laughs> yeah it definitely doesn't sound like it's peeling off on as- on asphalt <laughs> no no something we haven't mentioned but I, but i will bring up is this movie has very good subtitles we've had good and bad and this is on the very good yeah yeah, yeah. end of things as far as not only having accurate dialogue but also very um Good descriptive of yeah. sound effects and. I've always wondered that. for these these digital streams, do they generate the subtitles by simply copying the subtitles from that, the original? Content? So this, this culture right here, sorry to interrupt you. One of them is Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron is in this movie as what? Oh, that's is right. uncredited as a uh, like as as a cultist. a cultist. Wow. Yep. I think I remember you mentioning that. So that's I, pretty I need cool. To keep my yeah. eyes peeled. I still need to watch. Is it the old order? guard? The old guard. Yeah. I also need fun. to do that as well. Um, if it's anywhere, if it's half as good as Atomic Blonde, I'll be happy. Dude, Atomic Blonde fucking rules. That oh movie's yeah, so good. Yeah, that's one of the 4K I'm, ones. My mom likes Atomic Blonde. That movie's great. Yeah, yeah. Let's just also, watch Atomic Blonde instead. It's, it's also got the John Goodman factor. It does. Oh yeah, he is in that. That was my suggestion for who should be the next James Bond. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bond. James Bond. <laughs> so we've got another Eli Sermon here. He's got his cultists gathered at the... Uh, that was probably Charlize Theron, it looked like, on the right-hand side, the blonde. Yeah. Not this one. Um, it's it's hard to say, because you know, I've seen him with no hair, that one, with some hair. That's, that's her. her. That's her for sure. Corn, 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 corn. And dad, the drunk, drunk dad is around. Just drinking champagne from the bottle. Yeah, just chugging champagne. Yeah. Which, if you were to... That'll get you drunk. Oh, yeah. I've done that at a strip club before. <laughs> if you were to list things that I just do not enjoy drinking, champagne is up there. Really? I, love I do not champagne. do not like champagne. I don't, I don't mind a, like a crisp, cool champagne every it's, now and then. It's yeah. too sweet. Uh, try uh, a brute. You gotta get brute champagne, buddy. I, yeah. I've had some. It just... It just it doesn't do it for me. You gotta get it dry. Do it for you me. gotta get real dry champagne. It's it's not for me. Man, I feel throw, for this guy. Throw a little orange juice in that, and you got a Sunday brunch going. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I don't say this often. But I'd rather have a Bloody Mary. Oof. Oof. Oh, no. 
Gotta you're fucking, the, gotta you're, fucking load that shit up. No, you're in the wrong crowd for Bloody Marys, buddy. Mm. <laughs> Even a Bloody Bulls, I'm not a fan of. No. What the, what's a Bloody Bull? Bloody Bull is uh is Bloody Mary. It's basically a Bloody Mary with beef broth in it. Ooh. Go um, on. Yeah, so uh, it's just a kind of a slightly heavier Bloody Mary. And then there's uh, micheladas, which are, you know, like it, it's basically a Bloody Mary but made with Mexican beer. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, th- those I, are actually very tasty. I, I'm not, a, I I'm not a fan of like the, I've had the brunch before. cocktails. But, but like, you don't you don't use mimosas, like the eh. you don't use like the thick uh, like tomato juice. You use like use clamato. Juice, it's clamato right? and like oh, that's Corona. A, that's a, yeah. yeah. So, with clamato juice, that's a Canadian thing as known as the Bloody Caesar. Yeah, yeah. So it's they're, lighter. They're, it's called a michelada. They're very very good. Yeah. No, I the. Just the density of a Bloody Mary is not my thing. Mm. I almost had one kill me one time. I probably shouldn't have been doing this, but we uh, had a had a night of partying, That's and the next does. day we got up the uh, to go uh, deep sea fishing. We decided we were gonna have micheladas to kind of, you know, get rid of the night. you over, right? Right. So I was driving, uh, and my friend had a michelada, and he had it rimmed with pepper, and rolled down the window, and it all blew into my eyes oh, on the oh. on, on the Houston freeway. <laughs> so it was basically like being tear gassed. Oh god! Oh, god. At sixty five miles an hour. Right. So back to the movie. Josh has converted Eli with the Bible, and he's in Eli Hadouken's him. Yes, and he deflects it back with his book. So apparently, the only thing that counters demon power is more demon power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he's compared to him to a worm, where you have to kill both halves of the worm if you cut it in half. Apparently, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, so yeah, Eli's one you half. You cut the worm in half; it's both halves to live, or something, mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't quite get this. Like, so, so one cultist tries to stop him by raising a scythe, and, and, and everyone he, else pu- like, he punches eh. him in the face, and everybody else is just kind of like, all right, respect, respect, <laughs> and just kind of backs off. Yeah. Maybe it's because he has the Bible. Yeah. Jesus, that's a terrible shot. It's so bad. Fireball, fireball, yeah. fireball. Now we, get, now we get into like really cheap special effects. They blew the budget on killing Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. this is not. This is rough. They blew the budget on killing Malcolm, and then the. Uh, Spoilers, the final monster that shows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think they accidentally set the set on fire? Oh, a I'm lot sure. of people holding torches. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, oh. stabs Eli. Stabs, stabs Eli. Eli and the book. Yep. Through the book. Yeah. Via the Bibble. And we get some, some 80s lightning effects here. Yep. Not enough blue lightning. <laughs> and all the kids get blown back by his... Demon expulsion. Yeah. His, his, yeah. His demon semen. It yep. seems to have like broken the mind control powers of everybody. So yep. they're all taking off their crosses, yep. their corn crosses. Yep. They're all over the Honky soup ass now. Cross. That was Charlie's that was staring again on the ground. Identifiable by both face and legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> T Loke's like, you're cool now. There's budget Hillary swag. <laughs> yeah. T Loke is apparently a leather daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for his knife. Yeah. And poor oh. monster grabs him by the face. So, so this is actually kind of an important part here in the Children of the Corn series. This is one of the first times you actually get a physical representation of he who walks behind the rose. Mm-hmm. So usually it's just the, the unknown just terror, the right? Yeah. Something under something underground in the in the corn. Yeah, you know, b- behind like the endless waves of you know Which uh, this I liked I much prefer the scary creature that you never get to see. Right. Versus this. Yeah, I, I agree. This creature design is pretty cool. It's but, great. But it yeah, takes I, away from the, the mystique of, oh, Jesus, the window. They yeah. start doing a lot of just cool deaths here. So, so one thing I will say about this is the effects get really, really bad from this point on. But 
I do really enjoy the design of He Who Walks Behind the Rose because it looks like nothing else you've ever seen. Yeah. You can't, like, point, like, oh, it's kind of shaped like this, it's kind of shaped like that. It's like, It's nope. just, like, this weird, fleshy it's, thing. It's it's, it's Lovecraftian like, love yeah. to me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you, if you were to tell me, like, describe what I'm watching on the screen right now to the listeners here, like, I, I, I honestly couldn't. Yeah. Is it, is an eyeball-filled of... flesh pillar? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a about flesh pillar tentacles? of eyeballs with tentacles. Yeah. But not a lot of tentacles, just some tentacles. And it's... the kids are getting just impaled by, like, not just grabbed by the by the tentacles or whatever. It's like in, it's impaling them through, like, the face yeah. with these things and stuff. It's rough. Yeah. And some of the area has turned to, like, a uh, to, swamp. To quicksand, quick yeah. B- yeah. Or boiling water. It's, it's hard to tell. Quicksand, it looks like, I would say, because they're sinking yeah. down into it. And the digital effect here is real bad. Mostly because oh, the resolution is so low, honestly. Yeah. I, I feel like if they res that up, it would look a lot better. When, the, when they show, like, actually get to the, like, this looks great. The practical great. effects are, are yeah. practical effects are great. I would say it is mostly practical. Yeah. But it just, the way it's layered. So here we have Barbie <laughs> doll getting grasped. Yep. Yeah, this this is bad. Oh, oh wow. by uh, yeah. Alien. That's you know, mouth tremor alien. It, yes, yeah. That's some Tammy and the T Rex d- dinosaur walking effects right yeah. there. <laughs> also, he's apparently did some yoga. He, he's apparently a ninja. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean. <laughs> so Joshua picked up a scythe with his feet and cut himself loose with his feet. Yeah. Yep. And the monster has eaten Maria. And you can hear her just moving through its guts into the weird esophagus of yep. the Hugh walks beyond the rose. And then ah. it also has ten it's it's uh scythe wielding tentacles now. Yep. Yep. That it can apparently throw with uh incredible accuracy. Yeah. Yep. Just murdering folks. Yep. Arr. It is very, very creepy design. Mm. Yeah. I think we uh, during our original walkthrough though, of this like when when Ryan and I were watching these I distinctly remember us being slightly disappointed. They actually showed, like, I mean, I know we mentioned it here, like it, it, it kind of takes away, like, he who walks behind the row is always yeah. supposed to be this mysterious dark power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and, and this quantifies it. Like the creature design's cool. I just don't need it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. even accepted them not showing this creature and instead having everyone just screaming as like tentacles and su- and stuff came out of the ground. Right. Yeah, but then it gets sort of like the how do you stop that? You just run away from it kind of thing so like i can see the need to have like a big finale kind of like this but because I mean, they could even have been like we got to cut the root and they could have just had like a like a a root come up from the ground or something as yeah were coming around there, a right? giant corn because <laughs> the herald isaac and uh has already been killed right yeah so, eli yeah eli that's, 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 that's stab So I mean, it's it's cutting the root. So it still could just be a manifestation of of a type of evil, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily he who walks behind the rose. It's a representation of him. Yeah. But I'm not going to give the movie too much credit. For, <laughs> uh, just it's still like, really creepy, and it starts just melting. Just melting, which is a yeah. Great effect too. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I felt like I I feel like that that shot where um, Maria got grabbed and was clearly, clearly a Barbie doll or whatever was kind of one of those like last minutes like oh shit we need to uh, 
add this in, but we don't have any money. Yeah, like, oops, we forgot to show her getting grabbed. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that would make sense. Or someone was like, no, 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 it'll look good, don't worry about it, and then they just couldn't get it to work. Like, yeah. Ugh. So the scene fades out, and now we're in the Hamburg port in Germany. Yep. Which I don't know anything about corn exports, but is is corn primarily just grown in the United States or North America? No, but we are one of the largest producers of corn, and we, we sell have, it around the world. Yeah, we have basically the uh, the like perfect quote storm of like the ability to grow corn climatically and soil type and agriculture. I mean, just in the region it's and it's an unbelievably like fertile area for it. Right, right. So what you'd probably have, right, is is that what you'll get is the United States will export a lot of corn that's going to be used for, pr- like, making processed food. Cornmeal or and cornmeal stuff like or, that. Or feeding, corn syrup. Or feeding. Corn, feed, feedstock. Feedstock, yeah. I mean, that's what you're going to get out of it. I mean, that's the whole concept behind grain subsidies. We literally produce so much of it that if it was sold at the value, right, like if the market was allowed to take over, like, you, it would be worth really growing it. So uh, we have a, a German corn magnate, I guess. Yeah. I don't yep. know who is this guy. Yes. W- complete with cane and, and weirdly worn trench coat, as Europeans are opt to do. Yeah, Named o- Hans, of course. Yeah. The only thing creepier than than Midwestern children preachers is going to be German children Oh, gosh, preachers. yeah. <laughs> so many hard Ks and Rs. <laughs> I, you know, they, they really should have run with this and done, like, Children of the Corn for the Reich or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, like... You know, rice corn. Yeah, yeah. They, they could they could have done a lot with this. Well, so there yeah, the movie ends with yeah. the with Eli's corn being uh, shipped to Germany, and then soon the world or something. World. Yeah. So T-Loke. I really think I think T Loke is a little far down in the. Uh... Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he should be near top billing. Yeah, sure. Garvin Funch is bit solo. Garvin oh, uh, Funches is the only person now. Well, now Shirley Theron, but Garvin Funches is the only person I can tell you is in this movie. All right, so that wraps up our episode for Children of the Corn Three, Urban Harvest. Let's now dive into View Again, Brew Again. Would we watch this movie again? Would we drink this whiskey again? Randy, you are the guest today. Let's start with you. Definitely the whiskey. It's it's fantastic. I don't think I've ever had anything from Motor City Gas, whiskey wise, uh, that I didn't like. Some of their mixed drinks are suspect, and then but at the other side, some of them are some of the best things I've ever had. Um, so absolutely for sure. View again, absolutely. I, I really uh, in the, the Children of the Corn series as a whole, and I mean some of the movies are hot trash, uh, are just endearing to me. Um, the the first one is one of the defining moments of like horror films for me. I was taken to a, a my dad was in the military. We went to a, a budget on base military theater. Cause that's what we could afford at the time. And I was probably about 10 years old and saw this movie and it absolutely terrified me for years. Yep. And, uh, I, I, I always remember thinking, you know, I just kept telling myself, well, at least I wouldn't get murdered cause I'm 10, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was horrifying. And, and I even went back and watched it. I'm like, this movie is just creepy. AF mm-hmm. and uh, the other ones have kind of been comically tacked onto it, but uh, I, I think it's just an absolutely great series, and I, I would watch this again. It's it's funny enough. There's enough funny stuff in it. There's like some tongue in cheek stuff and stuff that tries to be serious. And, and like I said, kind of at the start of this, this really is kind of the fun, like most fun movie of the series. Yeah, 
Um, cause it doesn't take itself seriously. And, and that's what I like about it. So absolutely would watch it again. All right, James. Yeah. I really like this whiskey. Um, belly up bourbons my like, that's my go-to bourbon. Mm. So having something a little, uh, little different fun with it. I like that. <laughs> this is, it's great. I, I mean, I think this is, this is what, sh- what you want out of a schlocky horror film, right? It's got good effects. It's not too long. There's not some overly complex plot. There's evil and there's good and it's fine. It's good. I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm all about this. I'm I'm wish more horror movies would hit this sweet spot. Cool. Uh, I'll go next. Yes to the whiskey or bourbon. Excuse me. Very very drinkable. The pineapple is not too pronounced for those of you who may not be the biggest fan of that kind of flavor. I actually haven't had the regular belly up bourbon, but I would give it a try. As, as rum is typically. Also up there on liquors I do not enjoy or alcohol I do not enjoy. It's, it's, I typically find it just too sweet, my liking. As far as this movie goes, yes, I would, I would watch this one again. It's obviously not as good as the original. And I've only seen the second one, but I do enjoy three more than I enjoy two. It's good to see the um, series go to a different location than just, you know, rural Nebraska. As I feel like you can do more with that change of venue, as it were. And I and I'm and I'm glad that they did that change so soon in making these sequels as opposed to other series where they wait several several movies before they try to change the formula a little bit. Not Predator. So. Predator beat them to going to the city. Yes. Well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I recently rewatched Predator two like all the way through because I'd only seen like Act three. It's rough. It's yeah. Yeah. It's it's not it's not terrible, but it's not great. No, like when I say it's rough, like there's some brutal stuff. Oh gosh, yeah, well, yeah. Predator yeah. Two. Yeah, Dude, there's some. I, I unapologetically love that movie. Yeah, yeah. No, like it's it. I'm fine with Predator Two. Oh, okay, I, like, I misunderstood what you meant. No, by that. like that is a movie where you're like, okay, Predator One. Like, there's some gross stuff in Predator One, but like Predator Two is is, is we're going like, there. We're going. There. Yeah, and not all of it's the Predator Two. I mean, yeah. you have like Jamaicans, you know, hanging Colombians upside down and cutting their heart out. I mean, yeah, there, there's all like, kinds of stuff. Holy in there. God! Like that's that is one of those movies where you're like, you know what? This was a cool action movie, and you go into that one, and you're like, Jesus, where did this come from? For real, for real. Both, but yeah, and Maria Conchita Alonso, who's just awesome. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have nothing more to add in regards to that. So Ryan, bring us home on this. Okay, uh, just real quickly, the the bourbon. Is yeah, this this is excellent. It's uh, it's a great complement to the standard belly up. The 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 very subtle sweetness that the pineapple what is the pineapple mead? Yeah, gives to it. I think is really really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this is an excellent excellent bourbon. Highly recommended. Um, for this movie, yeah, I I would watch this again. This this one's almost good enough where I might just watch it to watch it. It's uh, like, like you guys have already said, uh, particularly Randy, who's <laughs> suffered through the entire series alongside me. Uh, this is, by a country mile, the most entertaining of all of the movies, hands down. The first one still definitely the most effectively scary and unsettling film, which is what it's trying to do, and it, it, it does it well, does those things well. I, I think this movie and the first movie are the only ones I would ever care to watch again out of this entire series. The rest of the films just kind of run together to me. There's really nothing remarkable except save a few the ridiculous <laughs> yeah. you got to talk about the payoff. There, yeah, we'll, uh, the, the fifth movie. We'll get there. We'll get there. The fifth movie has a death that... The, the seed of that death is planted in, like, what, the first ten minutes? Yeah. And, and it literally doesn't pay off until, the like, the final ten frames of the movie. Yeah. It's, it's hysterical. <laughs> um, and there, there's a scene in... 
I can't remember which movie where it's four, right? Where David Carradine's head splits and like a fucking corn demon comes out. Or, or it's, the, it's the laser. Yeah, it, yeah. There's, some, there's some crazy <laughs> stuff a, going a, on. A, it's, it's a spine torch or something. It's it's a spine torch. It's fucking <laughs> weird. But I couldn't tell you like which movie that came from or what the plot around that was in any of these movies. Um, yeah, one and three are the standouts, you know, by a bunch. Uh, so yeah, I, I would watch this again. Okay, so let's. So as the two of you, I think it was a year, maybe two years ago, mm. maybe three years ago. I don't. I, time has lost. About two years ago, I think it was. Yeah, about. You guys watched all of these movies, which there's <laughs> like nine of them at this point. Yeah. What was the what was the impetus for you guys to watch, like, to go through all that entire experience? Uh, I can, I, I can, because I don't know what it was for me. So, yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. so it initially started with, uh, it was right around the time of a pretty big breakup for me, right? So it would, it was just kind of like, uh, hey, you know, I've got more time, and I don't really want to be sitting around my house. And, and Ryan and I have always been like, hey, let's watch movies on Sundays. And it's something that, like, we always talk about, like, hey, we really should get back to doing. And yeah. we, we were really diligent about it at that point in time. Like, I'd drive out here and we'd watch it. And, and so what it was is we were just trying to identify a series of like, hey, let's pick a series and work all of our way through it, good or bad, right? And we started with Children of the Corn, and I, and I think we wanted to move to Hellraiser next. Yep. Uh, but, but yeah, and that's what it was. It was just like, we're going to do this. And so mm-hmm. we committed to it and, and followed through with it. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. <laughs> Not because of the movies, really, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I can relate on that as like the first thing I watched when the pandemic started was like, all right. I'm going to take all this time. I'm going to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. And what a weekend that was. That's a riot. Those did, movies get, are so, so fun. Did that include oh. any of the, uh, the spinoffs? Oh, yes, yes. It did include Hobbs and Shaw. I watched them in release <laughs> order, not like chronological <laughs> order, which mm. Hobbs and is, is, Shaw a, is a different thing. It's just ridiculous. It definitely was. It definitely I still was. have not seen that. I really want to. I think you'd enjoy that movie, oh, actually. yes. James would love Act 3 of that movie. For sure. Uh, but that's a different discussion for a different podcast. So, of all the, I mean, we, you've touched a little bit upon one, two, and three. Are there anything else you could, anything worth mentioning for the other? I don't know, five of them. Um, Naomi Watts is in the fourth one. Okay. That's the, the, <laughs> the the payoff that they're talking about, the the movies that that this payoff is in is atrocious. It's it's. I think that's the fifth. It's movie. the fifth one. Yeah. It's, it's just well, I, I, terrible. Right. Well, Ryan, give it Ryan has shared that scene with me. Yeah, we can give. Go ahead. Ryan. So spoilers ahead for the the only good part about the fifth movie. <laughs> so I, I at, very early on in the movie, there's like a police officer who's like, "Hey, you kids is demons," or I don't remember the context of the discussion. But, like, one of the creepy corn children is like, oh, yeah, cop, copper man. And then, like, just looks at him, and the dude just launches into the sky. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just immediately rockets out of sight completely vertically. And then he's just gone. Yeah. And you're like, well, I guess that guy's fucking dead. What is oh, he, no, that's what, like... What is that's he like in number, space? That's, like, number nine. That's the one we watched at Randy's, like, well after the fact. And then and, in the final... It's the la- uh, literally the like the last ten frames of the movie. The dude just falls from the sky and just splats on the ground next yeah. to it, and then like the movie immediately ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing payoff. We actually we talked watching, about it. We all lost our shit. Yeah. Well, because we talked about it, we're like. When the guy went up, we're like, he better come back down. Yeah. yeah. So that it became like a, is he going to come back down yeah, yeah, theme yeah. throughout the whole movie? That was movie. the only thing we cared about is when does this dude fall? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you guys were talking about the scene where the guy's like head splits in half. Oh, and, like, the, the, the spine torch? Yeah, the no, spine the torch. spine torch. Yeah, no, spine torch is great. Great yeah. effect. Yeah. No, so now I just want to watch him again to see like what I did, like what I forgot <laughs> about. Because there is just like some, like, 
the 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 very like notion of like weird stuff happens in small town you know america behind the corn mm-hmm. with a demon i mean it's got there's a lot you can do with that from a storytelling standpoint and that's where the story it's where it kind of sucks too because like some great modern storytellers or even with some like great effects if like somebody really wanted to put some kind of cool money into it could remake or even retell a, a real Children of the Corn story and make it just damn scary. Yeah. This series had had a number of reboots. Like, there was a sci-fi TV movie, I think, in, like, 2009 that retold the original one, trying to have it more in line with the original uh, yeah. Stephen King story. Yeah. Because the, the uh, ending to the original movie is a little more upbeat than the, the short story. And then, actually, just this year... They are remaking Children of the Corn. It was filmed in Australia this year because of the pandemic or whatnot, and it's set to be released next year, I believe. Yep. Oh, it man. is the first movie since the original the that theater. will debut in theaters. Yeah. Everything else has been direct to video or direct to TV or streaming or. I will see this that. movie. So, mm-hmm. Sounds like Same. a field trip. Yep. Do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do remember um, when I was younger maybe like seven or eight years old my my grandmother lives on a farm uh outside of windsor in in canada they grew corn there so i remember me and my cousins who were the same age like just like walking through the cornfield oh wow you know just you know for just fun hanging. yeah just hanging and whatnot and they've been like well yeah we know how to get back so for those of you that aren't around here max was redundant there because he should he should have just said she lives and grows corn outside of windsor because anything outside of windsor is just where corn is or tomatoes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or tomatoes soybeans. Yes. soybeans and tomatoes yeah also wine now yeah uh, good wine actually i've been to a couple yep yep it's just a farm anything <laughs> yeah. outside it's of one windsor giant farm. It's, farm. yeah it's a giant farm yeah yeah, uh, and Win- smoke smoke meats. There's Windsor, and then it's four hours, and then there's Toronto. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. pretty it, much, it, pretty much it, of just farm. Yeah, yeah, yep. The Queen's Highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When will I be able to go to Canada again? No one can say. Mm. Anyways, that so, wraps up today's episode of Good Brews Bad Views. Special thanks again to our Patreon patrons who voted upon this. Fine, fine film for us to watch. We mm-hmm. truly yes. enjoyed it. Yes, thank, thank you, you all for once. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it because, like I said, I, I love this movie. Yeah. 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 They've uh, they've rolled some real stinkers at us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah some good ones probably yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> Keep no. it up, folks. <laughs> we watched Congo because of the. Wait, no, that, we didn't watch Congo. No. Yeah, I my my memory escapes me. Yeah. If you want to be able to vote on future episodes of Good Brews, Bad Views, just head to www.patreon.com slash goodbrewsbadviews, and you can vote on future monthly episodes as well as getting access to some bonus content and writings and our eternal thanks and gratitude. That would be awesome. The real cherry on top. Yay! Yep. <laughs> as always, you can find us on wherever social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. If you have not already, please like and review us on your podcasting streaming service app. We're available on all of them. You can send us all your hate mail at goodbrewsbadviews at gmail.com. And as always, please watch and drink responsibly. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Randy, for joining us again, bud. Thank you, guys. Yep, yep. Stay safe, stay spooky.